Early on in my career, I had this concept that in order to speak as a brand, I had to sound super intelligent. I would write these super long sentences and wordsmith paragraphs and people don't talk like that because it just doesn't come across as real. So I learned just keep it simple and make it super easy for your audience to connect with and understand and just be human. This is Brand Story, a podcast featuring in-depth conversations with leaders, marketers, and brand storytellers about their professional journey and the impact they're making on the world around them. Welcome to the Brand Story Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gilman, and my guest today is Kelsey Dean. Kelsey is the Assistant Vice President and Marketing Director at Pendleton Community Bank, or PCB. Kelsey is based here in Harrisonburg, Virginia, the beautiful town that we call home, and has been working in local and regional community banking for many years now. And she has a great feel for how to reach local audiences and how to talk with local audiences. Hi, Kelsey. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. I'm glad. And I think we'll have a lot of fun talking. I think it's going to be great to get a a local regional perspective on marketing. So you've spent your career pretty much in community banking. And what drew you to the financial industry and community banking in the first place? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. Um, When I was in college and, you know, if you would have told me 10 years ago, I would end up in banking and finance, I would have thought you were insane. Um, I had picked up a business minor. I was a communications major at Bridgewater College. And So with your business minor, you have to take some finance, accounting, you know, you're more financially driven courses. And I hated it. I hated finance. (laughs) So I made my way through those classes and approached graduation. Of course, you have to find a job. I saw a local community bank was hiring for an entry level marketing position. I knew I wanted to be in marketing of some sort just through some internships I had. And um, so I applied and was blessed to be hired. And within a few weeks on the job, I fell in love with community banking. And it's because, you know, I as a person love to help other people. And so I was put into a field where you are helping people and helping your community. So, you know, on the customer side, you get to help people realize their dreams. Um, You can help someone purchase their first car or build their first home. So it's it's that touchy-feely, like heartwarming um, stuff that really like pulled at my heartstrings. And then on the community side, you know, community banks specifically are so community driven. Um, and so whether you are making a loan to a small business trying to get started, um, you're then creating jobs locally and then, you know, stimulating economic growth in your community. Um, or if you're making a donation to Little League, you're taking that financial burden off of parents. And so I just thought it was really cool to be part of something that was so significantly impacting not just like the community as a whole, but my community where I was like born and raised and feel so strongly about. That's great. I think people don't realize the connections that community banks and credit unions have with their local communities. You know, you you think of banking sometimes and you always think of the big banks and they certainly have some reputation problems and challenges. But when you get down to the community level, you know, it really is neighbors helping other neighbors. You know, you're a lot of times your your banker is someone that lives just down the street from you or you know from another organization in town. So I think, you know, you getting into that and having it connect with you with your purpose, I think that's a great thing to hear. So a lot of marketers, I think, get into marketing to help people and help them connect with 
with good things instead of just sell them something. Right. Absolutely. You have to, at least I feel like you need to be passionate about what you're doing in order to have a long career and be happy. Yeah. And I think marketing now is so much more about connection and empathy than it is about sales and making someone do something. You know, that's sort of a an old school way to look at marketing that really wasn't that different that many years ago, you know? And I, I think still some executives are very focused on let's get as many X as we can. But marketing these days, consumers have a lot of choices. So in a lot of ways, you know, you have to get them to be friends with your brand. Absolutely. And what you said about empathy couldn't be more true. Um, and that's kind of how I drive my messaging is get in other people's shoes and connect on that personal level, because I do think that helps set you apart. You know, you all have grown a lot, a lot in the last few years. And I know uh, you're, you're a small team. So how have you, how have you kept up with all the growth in the past few years and handle that demand on the marketing side? Yeah. So PCB has essentially doubled in size in three years. Um, so I joined PCB in early 2021, um, and prior to me joining, marketing was kind of divvied out between a few different roles. So, um, and they did an awesome job coming in. It was pretty easy to kind of pick everything up and, and centralize it. But um, so when I joined, I was sort of the the catch all. So you know, hired to be the marketing director, centralize the function, um, and then continue growing the brand. And so. I am a team of one. Um, I have a um, an intern who joined me during the summer, and she'll be staying on during the fall. And it it has its challenges, you know. Um, being in community bank marketing, you juggle a lot of different hats. Um, I consider myself a generalist. I do a little bit of everything on the marketing side, but what I found to be helpful is hiring and, and partnering with people who are experts in certain um, fields of marketing. Um, but also I'm lucky in that, although I'm a team of one, my management team is so supportive and they understand the value of marketing. And I can't stress that enough to work for an organization that values the marketing department and the role that they play. Yeah, that's a big deal, isn't it? Yes, I think the, the greatest challenge um, I faced, at least being a department of one, is that our footprint, we are in like three very distinct regions. So we serve um, the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia, um, northern West Virginia, and then our southern West Virginia market. And we kind of hug the, the mountain between Virginia and West Virginia. Um, but all three regions are very different. Um, we serve different client bases. The um, the opportunities for growth are very different. So it's just um, working with the team members in that region to make sure my marketing strategy is actually making sense in each market, but also staying consistent. Yeah, I, I applaud you taking that approach because, you know, there are, there are a lot of companies that make the mistake of trying to do one size fits all marketing. And, you know, each community, whether that's a physical community or a spiritual community or a community of belief or whatever it is, you know, all communities are a little bit different and you, you have to customize your messaging to those communities. So good for you. And I, I imagine that does create a lot of complexity. I try my best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good for you. I think you're doing a great job. Um, Thank you. So something you touched on is that, you know, one of the things I've noticed 
is you're pretty active on LinkedIn. And there are other other people in your company that are active in LinkedIn. And because we're in this area, you know, we we interact some and that's where I met you was on LinkedIn. And that's actually a little rare in the community banking and and credit union worlds. And I think maybe because people think LinkedIn's still a place you just go look for a job, um, which it definitely isn't. So how does that work for you? And how did you all get get into that a little bit more than, than others? Yeah, well, I guess I haven't always been super active on LinkedIn. Um, really the past year, I challenged myself to get more active and be more engaged. I still think I'm no LinkedIn professional. I could do better as far as posting more regularly, but I do have find value in at least once a day scrolling through LinkedIn and just being aware of what's going on, what people are posting. Um, It helps me stay up to date, like I said, as a team of one on like marketing trends, things I should be doing. Um, And also it's, it's good for me. It's good for my personal branding, but I think it even better helps tell the PCV story. Um, Because when you think of branding, it's kind of this um, like obscure, you can't really like touch it type um, concept, but you can when you're when your team members are active and they're engaged, they are kind of that that piece that you can touch and you can feel and connect to. Um, whereas the corporate brand is a little bit more not mysterious, but you just don't have that like personal draw to. And so I think by having our team members engaged on LinkedIn, it helps humanize the PCB brand. And I think. That's why we've seen success. Good for you. And I agree with that. You know, your brand is expressed through the people who work there. You know, your culture and how you act is the brand in a lot of ways. You know, all those impressions matter. So using a platform like LinkedIn to be active and interact with people, you know, when somebody had said something to me at one point about like, well, you know, as far as content strategies with LinkedIn go, like, why would you be there? It's all business people. It's like, well, business people are people. You know, they might be working and they might have work lives, but our work life and our personal life blur. So all those people on LinkedIn are also possible customers and members of the community and all sorts of different points of view are on there. It's just a really good space where I've certainly made a lot of connections as well. And it's less intimidating, you know, um, when you see like, especially people higher up in organizations engaging on LinkedIn, it takes away that like, intimidated feel to approach them or to talk to them. I had uh, Callie Schweitzer, who's the head of the LinkedIn Creators Program on the podcast, and she calls it the platform of generosity. And I love that because, you know, when you go on LinkedIn, if you look at it from the point of view of honestly just trying to help people and offer some advice and answer questions or do whatever, when everyone's doing that, it is actually kind of a great place to be. And, you know, any of anytime executives that would usually just seem like they were remote or be in an ivory tower are out there expressing their personality, that's a good thing. Yes, absolutely. You don't want your brand to be like this stone cold image. You want it to be warm and friendly and inviting. So yeah, especially in community banking. Yes. <laughs> what can you tell me? What do you think with everything you do in communities and you're working in some small, very distinct communities, what is something that that everyone in your industry should be doing, but maybe they're not? I would say, and this is probably true for any industry coming out of COVID, is embracing technology. If you are a community bank and you're not looking at your digital strategy right now, 
you really should consider it. You know, just the way that people do business has entirely changed. And if COVID taught us anything, you can do a lot of stuff from your house. And so banking is one of those. And so we have to be able to provide those digital services. So that way we make banking with PCB as easy as possible and as seamless and customer friendly as possible. But we also cannot lose that personal touch either. Because you walk a very fine line when you introduce technology. We don't want to remove that human personal element, but we also have to have digital solutions in place. So kind of equally balancing both. Yeah, I I think that's a great perspective. And also, you know, when you're thinking about marketing to people or telling your story, it's the same way. You can't, you know, you hear people say, oh, traditional media, that's dead, that never works. Well, that's not true. And uh, well, digital media, it's all, you know, it's just a bunch of, you know, it's so complicated you can't do it. Well, that's not true. It's actually where your mix lands, depending on your audience and where they are. And it's surprising, you know, the media placement landscape. We do a lot of media placement strategies for clients. And the landscape has changed. But, you know, you have to think about every touch point and where your customers are and how they're behaving today, not how they were behaving five years ago. Yeah. And in community banking, I mean, we pride ourselves on personalized customer service. And so we can't forget about that because that's really kind of what sells us and what sets us apart. So when introducing technology, we can't lose that personal like touch and feel. Yeah, for sure. That's so important to keep in mind. So can you talk to, to a little bit about your approach you know, to building the PCB brand while you've been expanding so quickly and you know, I'm sure that's been a big challenge. Are there any like tactics or anything you're doing that you think are the most important things you're doing? Yeah. So I'm sure there's a more like specific term for what I'm about to say, but I believe in be who you say you are marketing. So, (laughs) so, um, we have three, um, our mission statement is built out into three different statements. So we want to facilitate financial success for our customers. We want to encourage professional success for team members, and we want to stimulate economic growth in our community. So I try my hardest to connect our marketing back to our mission statement, because that's who we say we are. If if I say that we are trying to stimulate economic growth and build our communities, um, but we never go to community events, or we never sponsor a little league, are we really who we say we are? Um, so I just want to be as authentic and transparent as real as possible in our marketing and really tie it back to what we are in business to do. Good for you. I mean, that's, you know, regardless of the terminology, you said it perfectly, you know, because the, the being, having empathy, real empathy for your customers and what they're going through, meeting them where they are, and being authentic about what you say you'll do and who you are is really the key to brand and the key to marketing. Your your position and how people are going to look at you and and your brand promise are all wrapped up in that. And, you know, there are so many people who throughout the years have thought, well, I can say this and if I say it enough, it'll make it true. Well, maybe in some arenas you can do that, but it never lasts, you know, and especially in a community-based situation where your customers can experience you directly and experience you online, you have to be who you say you are. 
and you have to demonstrate for real that you care about the things you say you care about. Right. And I think being in, you know, I can speak to the Shenandoah Valley. Um, it's a very tight knit community. Everybody knows everybody or everybody knows someone in your family. And so as a brand, you have to be super aware that you are being authentic because if you're not, I feel like word travels fast or are people, um, I don't know. I think people relate to realness and people appreciate that authenticity so that's kind of how I've approached building the brand, especially in our newer markets as we're trying to grow, just being real. And, you know, you, you know, putting messages out and then making sure you're living up to what you're saying is, you know, when, when I think we've all experienced the disconnect in brands where they'll come into a new area or they'll expand services or products and say a lot, but then not deliver. And we all know what that feels like. You know, you walk in. They're supposed to be good at X and you experience bad customer service, you experience them not knowing what they're doing. Those are very memorable moments and that's how your, your brand can be defined by that. Absolutely. Um, that one negative experience can completely tarnish a brand for that one customer. All the details really matter, don't they? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Sometimes companies with good brands forget that they have to tell their story. That's something that you've been doing Um I think as consistently as you possibly can is just trying to keep telling your company's story in as many ways as you can. And, you know, you can never take for granted that people just know it. Right. Well, and you never know who might run into you on Facebook for the first time and not know anything about the brand. So I try to tie in those fundamental like values and our mission statement in action as often as I can, because that's truly what we're in business to do. Yeah. Good for you. There's a lot of big brands that could learn from just that you know, small community, head down, make, making sure you're actually treating everyone like you might run into them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is like, if you can do marketing that way, it will, it works, you know, and then testimonials can work and all the, the ecosystem can work because it resonates. We always enjoy working with companies and we seek out companies that are delivering on their promise because great things can happen when you're delivering on your promises. So what's been a highlight of your career so far? I mean, I, I, you are boots on the ground every single day. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you're involved in like so many events and so many efforts and, or campaigns and everything you've had going on the last few years. What's a, what's a highlight for you? I would say probably the highlight so far, um, we've recently won some different awards that have been voted on by our customers. Um, so we've won like best company to work for best bank. And so, um, professionally, that's really meant a lot to me since it is customer voted. Um, I think it, it says a lot, um, to our brand and that people, um, it just resonates with people. And I think that really was special for me. Um, and it's just, you know, to be considered the best company to work for our team members are awesome. And, the people I work with, I just, I love coming to work each day. So for everyone to kind of have that honor, that was really special. So I think that was, that's been the highlight so far. I think it's really cool that not only did you all win, you know, the best place to work, but, but also, you know, the best community bank. And those two things are definitely related because, you know, when your employees are happy, your customers sense it. When everyone's on the same page, your customers sense it. When they don't, when there's a disconnect, 
between those things, it's really much harder to build a brand. Yes. I think it speaks a lot to our internal culture. Um, you know, like you said, happy employees are going to like go above and beyond to make sure the customers are taken care of. And I really do like culture is one of those things you can't really put into words. It's something you feel. Um, but when you step into the bank, you just feel like this sense of like camaraderie and just this sense of togetherness. Um, and it's just really special to be part of something like that. Yeah, I think all great places to work have that intangible feeling. And what's really interesting is that all great brands do. So that intangible satisfaction that employees have because they're treated a certain way is the exact same intangible that customers sense of certain brands and that's why they're loyal to them. And it usually has to do with empathy, treating people with respect and doing what you say you're going to do. You know, the, we all respect and admire brands that that are just like the people we, we respect and admire. Yes, absolutely. That, I think that's so cool and good for you all and congratulations on those. You know, and I know marketing contributed a great deal. There's a, you know, marketing is that weird thing where you never take credit for anything like that because it's the entire organization. You're not out there doing every bit of service. But, you know, you've got to feel good about it because you were amplifying it. Yes. it's. I was so excited when I heard that we won. It definitely meant a lot to me. Um, so what's something that you've learned uh, in your career in community banking that you think other people in other industries could learn something from? I would say this is something I've learned through failure on my own part. Um, <laughs> uh, early on in my career, even when I was interning in college, I had this concept that in order to speak as a brand, I had to sound like super intelligent. You know, I would be Googling synonyms to make my content sound more like educated. And I would write these super long sentences and wordsmith paragraphs and people don't talk like that. <laughs> um, so I quickly learned, like looking back, I cringe, like thinking or seeing some of my old writing um, because it just doesn't come across as real. So I learned just keep it simple and make it super easy for your audience to connect with and understand and just be human because people don't talk in these super long, eloquent paragraphs. You know, it's, it's short and sweet and it's to the point. And um, that's definitely something I've, I've learned. Just keep it simple and, you know, relate to the customer, listen to your customers. Um, the most eye-opening experience I've had at PCB, so we always do a customer appreciation day. Um, and we had ours last summer, or this past summer in June. And so I actually went out and helped like grill hot dogs, hand out food, register people for door prizes. And so it was just cool to talk to customers. And, um, and a non-customer actually came up to me. She was with a customer and she said, this is so awesome. My bank does not do this. And it just like stopped me in my tracks. And it was like an eye-opening experience because I thought, well, this is our differentiator. You know, this is what might set us apart from some other competitors. And it's not that we're handing out a hot dog. It's that we're making that customer feel special and that we truly value um, their relationship with PCB. And so that was kind of like a, an aha moment for me, just really listening to your customers and gathering their feedback. So that's something I'm 
trying to do better with. And, you know, I think you really learn a lot when you actually engage with your audience. Yeah. And, you know, you make a good point in that it isn't the hot dog and the giveaway or the swag that you gave away. And people lose sight of that. It's not the thing you do. It's the way you do it. It's the spirit in which it's done. So if someone goes to something and it has that feeling of, of you know, happy, empathic, joyful human beings welcoming other people, that's the brand. That's the story. And, you know, when you do things like that, you're telling a story. Every experience a customer has it is a story. And they'll go tell it to someone else or they'll internalize it. So, you know, I've been to things like that, and I'm sure you have too, with brands where they're doing it by rote or they're doing it because they're supposed to. And you can feel that as well. Yeah, you can tell. So you could go to two of the same exact kind of events, and if one isn't done from the heart, it's not going to ring true. So that's that's really what part of the challenge of like finding differentiators and and amplifying them and building on them is you have to find what's really real. Yeah. And we try our best. <laughs> Yeah, well, good for you. Good for you for for doing that. I think that's really cool. So, what is it? What do you think has had the most impact? You know, you might not lead a big team, but you're a marketing leader. In that, I'm sure your your team will be growing as the years go on. You're you're having to pull together groups to to do marketing activities like you know events and any effort. What do you think has had the most impact on you as a leader, as your role as a leader? Yeah, I think leadership's something that you never master and something you're always learning <laughs> as you go through your career. I think at my core, I'm like an empath. Like I feel what other people feel. And so I think that's really shaped like who I am as a leader. I definitely try and put myself in other people's shoes. I think that's that's helped me be um, successful in marketing too, is just kind of feeling what other people feel being aware of how they might perceive a message. And so I think that's kind of shaped me into this like empathetic type leader that is always developing. (laughs) Good for you. Uh, Are you introverted as well? Are you an introvert? Yes. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I am. So yeah, our whole team is like a team of powerful, somewhat outspoken, empathic introverts. Like we, we like, we're, none of us are extroverts but we care so deeply about what's happening with other people that, you know, all of my favorite marketers and people, it's kind of funny that most of the people I end up having on this podcast tend to, tend to be really empathic introverts because they're thinking, they're thinking about the other, other people's experiences, their customers' experience. They're trying to really feel where the people are. And I think that's a great quality in a marketer. I think it's a good quality, um, like just in a person too, just being aware of like what other people think and feel. And I'm definitely not perfect at it by any means. And um, but you know, I think just putting yourself in other people's shoes is so important. Yeah, it really is. That's a great way to live, and it's a, it's I really think the only way to market. It's you know, there's so much marketing that comes at you. You know, and anytime marketing is coming at you, it might have a short-term effect. You can force action sometimes. You can influence people to do things. But I think you're never going to get loyalty. You're never going to get brand loyalty without real empathy. People feel that. It's a thing you have to watch out for, for as, as marketers because a lot of marketers or organizations want to do that, you know? Yeah. They want to move numbers, not build relationship with community. Right. <laughs> You know, there's two ways to do it. You can either build the relationship and get the numbers. You can build the numbers at all cost. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of times that's just a, a journey of diminishing returns. So for you as a marketer, is there anything that's a must read or a must watch or a must listen for fellow marketers out there? Well, I wish I could say <laughs> that I do a lot of reading. It's hard to get to when you're as busy as you are. Yeah. So I, in my spare time, I'm typically watching Netflix. <laughs> um, Anything I do, like I said, LinkedIn, super valuable for any market. I follow so many marketing professionals on LinkedIn to try and get that industry knowledge. In my free time, it's typically, let me see, I'm trying to think the, the latest series I really loved on Netflix. It's probably Ozark. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, well, Jason Bateman and um, Game of Thrones will forever be like my favorite TV series. Nothing has ever lived up to Game of Thrones. Good for you. You're, you a lot of people feel the same way. You know, I think uh, I got another answer like that from uh, Patricia Corsi, who's the CMO for the global CMO for Bear, and she, you know, she said basically for for all marketers out there, watch movies, watch stories, you know, uh, and take time to do it. And the reason is, is we're all storytellers. So you know, I directed theater for years, and knowing how stories are structured helps me in marketing every single day. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, so, you know, believe it or not, you are doing homework when you're watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, so when I'm binging Netflix, I'll yep. tell my husband it's it's market research. <laughs> yeah, it is market research. You know, it sounds like you made it up just so you could watch more Ozark, but, uh, but it is actually pretty accurate. The more stories and the more you pay attention to how they came together, you'll, you start to notice a lot of similarities in how stories are told. And then, you know, Every good story has a hero and something the hero is trying to overcome and some sort of barrier and a resolution. And you can use that in marketing and storytelling. Very true. So what's next for you? You got any big projects coming up? I guess so. Now that we have won these awards, you know, I really want to try and keep the momentum alive and exciting more so internally with our team members. You know, I think your internal marketing is just as important as your external. So um, just like really hyping up the team and keeping the celebration going. You know, it was a big achievement. And I think our team members really deserve the credit. Well, that's a great one. I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of times, you know, people do forget that telling your story internally is as important as telling it externally. So it all comes back to brand. And that if, you know, how many times have you seen organizations say thing ex say something externally and the internal audience is going like, what? I didn't know that. Yeah. So definitely keeping your your internal audience aware of everything going on is crucial. Yeah. And also marketing to them to where they understand what's going on, you know, not just celebrating something and then being done. You know, that all of that is so important. All of that pays off in your brand perception and how people sense you when they interact with you as a company. So I think that's great. So if you could give yourself, your younger self, any advice, what would it be? I think looking back on my life, I think the one piece of advice would be um, just kind of like stand up for yourself and stand behind like what you believe in. Um, I was definitely a people pleaser for a lot of my life. And I just always kind of did what I thought other people wanted me to do. Um, and so I think the past couple years, I've really started, you know, looking at myself, looking at my beliefs, what do I value? 
and standing behind them. Because if you don't stand for anything, you fall for everything. And so just standing for what I believe in, speaking up, I was always very timid being an introvert and quiet. Um, So pushing myself to speak up if I might um, feel differently about something. So definitely just being a little bit more bold. Good for you. I think that's great advice to your past self, and it's great advice for all of us today. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely I'm talking to myself right now. Yeah, (laughs) that's good, though. I mean, that's great personal brand advice. That's great advice for anyone listening. You know, you have to speak up for yourself and live your values and know, you know, what your why is and and incorporate that into what you do. That's how you end up happy at work. That's how you end up, you know, working with purpose. And I think that's great. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. I had an absolute blast talking to you. Yes, I had so much fun. Thank you. Want to hear more inspiring stories? Subscribe on your preferred podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what we're doing, please rate, review, and share. It's the best way to support us. Thank you for listening to Brand Story. Thank you.